What is up, everybody? This is Mike Wollert, and this is the first Miked Up IDP podcast of 2021. Hope everybody has had a good beginning to the new year. Super Bowl now seems like forever ago. It's in the rear view. We are in March. Free agency is around the corner, and now it is time to talk rookies. Uh, so in this episode, I will be talking about the l- rookie linebackers uh, that you should be targeting in redraft, dynasty, whatever floats your boat when it comes to drafting. Superflex, 6,000 linebackers, 20, 20 quarterbacks, whatever floats your boat, whatever, however you play. So yeah, this episode, we are talking the 2021 rookie class at the linebacker position. So I think last season, if you missed out on any of the top 2020 rookie uh, linebackers, Patrick Queen, uh, Kenneth Murray, Isaiah Simmons, I don't think I would I don't think I would feel too bad. Um, I think a few of them are in a a pretty good spot to produce Isaiah Simmons for sure. Um, But I think this is a, a really good class to to stock up from. I really like the rookie class. So um, what I'm going to do here is just go through some of the linebackers that I think you should be targeting in your rookie drafts, uh, discuss what I like, what I've seen from them on on tape, and I think, uh, and who should translate well to the NFL. So that's what I'm going to be doing t- in this episode. I'm going to provide my write-ups for four for four. Once the draft is complete, I'll discuss their landing spot. Um, I'll go in a little bit more depth in terms of their production in college and how it should translate to the NFL and their particular team, how they should uh, how they should fit into the scheme that they're gonna that they were brought into, and um, and potentially project their 2021 season. But in the meantime, if you've got a rookie draft coming up. God bless you. Uh, we are all IDP generates here, so if you've got a rookie rookie drafts coming up before the draft. God bless you. It's you know it, it is a fun time, but also if it just be careful the the shiny new toys. Also, if you have a redraft or if you're doing a startup, just be careful the the shiny new toys t- tend to to get our attention and draw can draw us away some from some of the um, from some of the veterans some from the known producers. So, uh, but for rookie drafts, these are the linebackers that I think you should be targeting. I'll go through who I like and my rankings. Uh, in my particular order as of right now, again, not considering landing spot, the draft hasn't happened yet. So hopefully these notes and insights help with your decision. So we are going to go right into it. So the first linebacker I'm going to talk about is Jeremiah Owusu Koromora, the linebacker from Notre Dame. So as I watched who I'm going to call JOK, uh, I really became sad knowing he's he's going to become a basically potential top 15 pick and Cleveland is probably not going to have a chance to draft him because I really like him. I think he's a complete linebacker who's going to make the transition to the NFL. He has three really good traits that, that I think make up a good NFL linebacker, athletic, can play the pass and coverage, and just has really good strength. So I think one of the things, though, that really stood out to me was his burst. I mean, his burst is going to take away the quarterback's first reads, especially out of the flat. And once he accelerates, that speed just takes over. And he you get him going downhill, uh, he's he's not stopping. Uh, he has a really good acceleration sideline to sideline. Uh, so his range really is going to allow him to make up ground. Quarterbacks are, he's going to lull opposing quarterbacks into a sense of security if he's on one side of the field, because if the ball goes on the up, on the opposite side, he's almost going to make up that ground in a few seconds and he's going to, his speed is in center. He's going to get to it. And he's like a heat seeking missile. 
he's not going to stop till he reaches his target. Now, whether if he has the ball or not, he's just not going to stop and he's going to go through. And and his power and his strength is going to make him a mismatch against tight ends or receivers and blocking. They're just going to have no chance uh, of blocking this kid. Um, and he's got no wasted motion. Reads the play, fills the gap, and does it in one smooth motion. Boom. Uh, so, yeah, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora, for sure, I think is going to make a, uh, a nice transition uh, to, the, to the NFL. Next, um, Chaz Schrott, linebacker, North Carolina. So I went through a rewatch uh, recently of Schrott, and boy, again, definitely has the makeup of a three-down linebacker. I love that he doesn't wait for the play to come to him and he's just not afraid to go and get what he wants when he knows where he wants to go. That brain just mo- split second knows where he wants to go. Boom. And accelerates like a sleek Doberman to get where he's going. I think what really sta- is going to stand out to scouts, uh, I think are, are his coverage instincts. I think in today's NFL with ke- pass catching running backs, uh, tight ends and, and shifty slot receivers, teams running three to four receivers, he can take away an option and he'll disrupt and he'll disrupt the quarterback uh, if he can't get him to the ball. So if he drops back into coverage or maybe goes in and he's picked up, he's going to take away those uh, he's going to take away those passing lanes. So if he's not going to make a play, he's going to do something to disrupt uh, the the play, and he's going to be a factor post snap whether he makes a tackle, whether he defends a pass, or whether he just gets his hands up and and takes away a passing lane. So. Uh, Chaz Sherratt, I think, is is going to make a, should have a nice transition to the NFL. Um, definitely has the makeup of a three down linebacker, and as we know in IDP for linebackers, it's the three down role that we are really going to hopefully key in on. Next up, we've got Nick Bolton, linebacker, Missouri. Uh, his physical traits may not stand out as someone like a, a JOK or or Bol- Bolton or maybe even a branding browning but even but still the bottom line he can play football he is a football player and sometimes that's all that you need when you're a football player you can make up for some of those lack of of, uh, of some of those physical traits because you just you play football you just flat out play football and boy when he reads a play right it's like your friend guessing the right button combination from Tech Mobile. The play is going to re- is going to result in some sort of loss, or it's going to be a negative play. It's you know in Tech Mobile when you hear the blint blint and you get ready down hut hut snap, and you've already got three or four guys on you plays dead. That is pretty much Nick Bolton. Um, he and also you're not going to want to go across the middle on this guy. Um, he is going to lay the wood. He's going to do it cleanly, um, but he is going to announce his presence with authority. And that really, again, his his presence really stood out to me. And if you're in anywhere in his peripheral vision and in his range, um, you better have your head on the swivel. You better look out. And I'm looking at you slot receivers and tight ends. If you think you're going to go over the middle on this guy, uh, especially someone, maybe even someone like Travis Kelsey, thinking you've got some size, um, he's he's gonna he's gonna bow up to you. Um, and he really just like I said, he he cares not about your size. Uh, his ability, I think, to to diagnose, I think, is, is really borderline elite. So really, when when it comes to that, size doesn't matter. When he reads a play after the snap and he gets to it. 
he's going to get to it. So it doesn't matter if he's 6'4", 240, or, or six feet, one, you know, 200. That ability to read the play, post-snap, get to the ball, can overcome the, the, the lack of uh, those lack of those physical traits. And those post-snap reads are everything. His burst also allows him to cover the ground. And that really, again, kind of stood out to, uh, to really stood out. He covers the ground. He will chase down a ball carrier. He is not going to quit. Um, kind of like the Terminator in that he's going after John Connor and lava, um, molten steel being frozen. Nothing is going to stop him until he gets to his target. Also, he's not going to miss the simple plays and he'll play downhill. So if there's a play and he's going to get and if he sees an unblocked lane, he's just he's not going to say, oh, you know, I can't believe he no, he's going to take the simple plays and he's going to make the most of them. So that's that's also really key. Um, He's stout. He's not going to be moved. And he's going to be the one that's going to do the moving. So, again, um, you know, Nick Bolton, boy, really, uh, really solid player. And again, I think uh, with the combination of all of those different um, attributes, I think, again, that kind of puts him in, you know, the discussion of a, of a three down backer. Um, next up, Baron Browning, linebacker, Ohio State. The one thing for sure, you know where he is on the field. Um and, you know, a lot of people say, you know, this guy's a Swiss Army knife, you know, versatility. You know, those are all well and good. But I, I, I really try not to, to use that Swiss Army knife term. But what I will say, he's, he's a really good three-tool player with that first tool being he can split out in coverage. The second two, he can kind of play inside. Um, he can play against the run, that kind of that QB spy. And he can play the edge. Um, and what he might become is more of an edge project in the NFL. So the thing about his, he's, he's not going to call the plays, and that's okay. You, he doesn't need to be the middle linebacker. He doesn't need to wear the dot. He doesn't need to call out the plays. Um, so mainly because one of one of the things I kind of noticed is his anticipation was a little off. Um, he's more, in the words of Tony Stark, he's more of an avenger, not a prevenger. Um, so he's more reactionary to the play, uh, you know, kind of not you know, kind of after the fact. He'll react a li- little bit slower and not anticipate things that are going. So maybe instead of making a tackle for a loss, he'll, you know, he'll limit a runner or a, or a play to maybe three or four yards as opposed to getting to the ball, maybe making a tackle for a loss or maybe allowing zero yards or a yard. So I think that could be something that's coachable. I think it's more, you know, could be just kind of one of those things as he get, you get comfortable with, with the plays, watch what's going on. Um, but I still think, he can be a three down player. Just let him run. Let him run downhill. Let him fill gap. Let him fill gaps. Um, I mean, he can kind of almost kind of be like a Miles Jack this past year, 2020. You know, Miles Jack may have that may not have been his strength or may not have been his his strong suit calling plays, wearing the dot, you know, because some people and it's fine. They they're not they they just may not be able to handle all the responsibility that goes into calling the plays and then manning gaps and then manning their assignments being in charge of other people's assignments and when Joe Schober came in as the as their mike linebacker took over the dot that just allowed miles jack to fly and allowed him to have one of his most productive seasons so um that's that's kind of how potentially I could see uh Baron Browning He's intelligent coverage. Uh, he's good in zone. He can play the man. He knows when he, you know, when he shuts a receiver down, won't waste any motion to turn. He can recognize the reads. I think he's a better zone linebacker, though, than man to man. So I think that's definitely where his, his strengths. Uh, he doesn't sit in the zone, trust those instincts. 
Just needs to be a touch quicker on reads. And again, that's something that can be coachable. Um, does a really good job of disguising his blitzes and will drop into coverage, but he always may not rake the right play, but he'll show up on, he'll definitely shows up on tape as, as someone who is a, a catalyst to, uh, to disrupt a play. Very patient in his assignments, plays them correct, sheds his blocks. Um, but yeah, he, he, it's, he could be one of those guys though, that could be an edge project. So maybe one of those guys that has definitely some upside in some bigger play leagues where, um, you know, you're getting a, a few more points in, uh, you know, for sacks, um, maybe for hurries or, or, or hits. So I, I think there's a lot to like, though, with uh, with Baron Browning's um, edge rushing uh, upside. Next up, we've got Azavin Collins, linebacker, Tulsa. Collins is a is a bit of a of an old school callback with his size, 6'4, 260 but has the traits of that modern linebacker, which is really freaking scary. Um, I think he's a true off-ball linebacker, and if he falls to Cleveland, I'll be as giddy as a nine-year-old who just was given a hundred uh, given a one hundred dollar shopping spree to a candy store. Because um, I I really like this kid, and I really like uh, what he brings to to an NFL field, or what he can bring to an NFL field. If opposing offenses are going to try and block Zayvon Collins with a running back. Yeah, you might as well just take the 10 yard loss um, because running backs are not going to be able to pick this guy up in in, in coverage and in, um, in blitz pickup. Uh, his sideline to scare his sideline to sideline is very scary for a man his size. And the combination of his tackle efficiency and his ability to make the big plays, whether it's a sack or an interception, kind of is going to remind me of Darius Leonard when he transitions over the NFL because he can make the tackles. He can make the interceptions, can get to the quarterback. So I think you're kind of looking at a, a you know, kind of a, a linebacker in that mold, guy who can get to the, who can, who can make the tackles and make the big plays. Uh, his quickness off the snap um, is definitely going to be disruptive to quarterbacks who are trying to hit screens or hit running backs out of the flat. He's definitely going to piss off a lot of quarterbacks with his burst that because he's going to get into those passing lanes and he's going to change the trajectory of the ball and he's going to take away those quarterbacks' first reads. Um, his ability to, to diagnose plays, I think, should put him in line to, to wear the dot uh, wherever he gets drafted. So I think he's not only in line for a three-down roll, but I think he's going to call the plays. Um, again, one of those three-tool players who I think can play, uh, who will be able to play all three downs. Definitely has the strengths um, to do so. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Jabril Cox, linebacker, LSU. Um, I think Cox is, in terms of his his smarts and his his ability in defense, I think he'll be able to. He's he's already pretty familiar with those with the current NFL schemes. A lot of the NFL running two one to two linebackers, those four two fives. Um, it's pretty much a, a lot of the defense that LSU ran. So uh, I think Cox should be able to to hang with the NFL tight ends. He's going to limit yards after the catch. So I don't think he's going to be uh, too much of a liability in coverage. Um, he is lengthy. He will chase down a ball carrier. If he, if he misses a tackle or if he, if he gets uh, hung up on a block, he's not just going to throw up his hands and, and pout. He's going to go after the ball. So even if he gets a, a tackle 15, 20 yards on the field, he's not going to give up. The, he's not going to give up on the play. And, um, you know, we'll always be in chance to, we'll always have a chance to, to make a play and get those fantasy points. Um, it seems like he's a very effortless runner. He just takes really smooth strides. And he doesn't look like he's running fast, but boy, when when you can get to a, a ball carrier, when you can make up a play in a few strides, he he runs really smooth. Um, 
you know, tends to be a little bit more reactive in the run, almost like maybe he is stuck in some concrete, you know, some wet concrete for a bit before he makes the play. Uh, but I think he is another, he's a, a multifaceted linebacker, can play inside, can play in the slot. And uh, again, kind of has that makeup for, for a three down backer for, uh, for Jabril Cox, though, I do think landing spot is going to be very key uh, for his success in, in 2021. Um, but definitely a project, definitely worth looking at in, in rookie drafts. Um, and next up, uh, we've got Pete Warner, uh, linebacker, OSU. Again, another Ohio State linebacker who can just fly around and make plays, quickly makes the diagnose, quickly can diagnose plays. Um, needs to improve his footwork a little bit. Um it's kind of has this hop um, that kind of make you know kind of makes it a you know not you know it's it's not a, a fluid motion. He sees the play, kind of moves his feet, makes a hop and goes. It's got to just be snap, boom, move, and just go all in one uh, you know just all in one uh, all in one motion. He has a really good burst off his feet though. I mean that's definitely going to help. Uh, he might get into traffic, um, although at the transition to the NFL. That might get him into some traffic, so he definitely needs to, to, you know, kind of clear away any wasted motion. Just snap, look, read, go, and and no wasted motion. Um, he is a fundamental tackler. He will wrap up the defender, and he will do it with contact. He puts his helmet uh, right in the chest and and makes the play. There there won't be. I don't think there's any very many missed tackles. Um, he can play nickel, um, and even if he gets beat, he will close in on the receiver or tight end. He will get his hands uh, into into the he will get his hands into the the receiving range of, of whoever he's covering, and will make up. So I think he has the size and the range again uh, to be a three down linebacker um, for him for twenty twenty one. Again, like a lot of these guys, landing spots going to be key, um, but probably someone you can get pretty cheap um, and have kind of you know stashed away you know, for, for maybe a, a couple of seasons for him to, uh, for him to develop and for him to, uh, really kind of catch on, um, and earn a role. But I think he, he definitely does have, uh, the makeup to be a three down backer. Um, next up, I know a lot of, uh, you know, I, I looked into a little bit on, on Cameron McGrone, uh, linebacker, of Michigan, you know, an injury limited, limited him to about 276 snaps, uh, for him. I don't know. I, I don't see him as a three down linebacker, uh, could he mold into one potentially? Duffy needs to be. Duffy needs to improve his coverage uh, abilities. Uh, I don't see him as a as a Devin Bush. I see him more as a as a two down run thumper, run stopper. Uh, I think his his range Duffy will allow him to chase down runners from really anywhere on the field. But over 394 coverage snaps, no picks, no defended passes. So the coverage the coverage I think is going to be a problem. So I, at this point, I just don't see him as a uh, as a three down linebacker. Um, and then last up, um, I, I I think he's a sleeper. Um, he's really kind of come on as a as a sleeper for me at least. Um, is Jamin Davis the linebacker from Kentucky? I, again, kind of my only concern with him is his coverage abilities. Very limited in coverage. Um, I didn't really notice many man assignments out of all of his coverage snaps, but definitely has sneaky burst. He has no waste in motion and closing in on the ball will make the tackle. Shoots the gap like he's getting a new pair of jeans. And sorry if you don't understand, it's an old school gap store reference. But uh, but yeah, definitely shoots the gap uh, and gets the ball. Efficient tackler. Um, he's not going to miss tackles, which is important. So he's not going to leave fantasy points on the field. Really big length and has a really wide uh, tackle area. So again, my only concern with him 
uh, are, are his con- where are his coverage abilities could limit his upside as a three down linebacker. But I think he's going to come cheap in rookie drafts. So that's always important if he and if he puts in the time is coachable gets on the field and and really puts in the work to improve i think there's definitely some some upside uh to him so out of all those linebackers um i think pre-draft obviously without knowing a landing spot um here's kind of how i have my linebackers ranked for for idp and your rookie drafts for me number one is zavin collins uh, just stood out to me as as like I like I mentioned his comparison as as Darius Leonard with that ability with his tackle efficiency and ability to make plays. Uh, number two, I've got Jeremiah Owusu Koromora. Number three, uh, actually, it's really close between three and four. I mean, you can almost go three A, three B between Josh Sherratt and Nick Bolton. Um, then I've got Micah Parsons, uh, Pete Warner, Jabril Cox, and Baron Browning. For me, um, I I think I'm fading KJ Britt and Dylan Moses. So I think those are two guys that I don't think uh, I, I'm going to be targeting. I'm I'm I don't know. Just something about Dylan Moses. Just I don't know. Just something I saw that I just um, I, I think I'm gonna. There there's other guys that I think I'm going to target uh, ahead of him. And uh, feel free to blast me on Twitter or say Mike, you're crazy. But those two guys, KJ Britt and and Dylan Moses, I think are two guys. Um, that I'm going to be fading. But uh, those are my ranks. Again, my top five especially is Avon Collins, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromora, Chaz Sherratt, Nick Bolton, Micah Parsons. I think those are my top five. And I think if you come away from your rookie draft with any one of those linebackers, um, if you even come away with two of those guys, I think you're going to be in really good shape with your with your rookie draft from, from an IDP standpoint. So... Those are the rookie linebackers. Those are who I like. And again, um, post-draft, I will have my write-ups on all the guys that I think are going to have immediate impact in 2021, uh, how I project them to, to to have, how I project them this season uh, and in the future and where I think you can target them. But those are the guys that I like for uh, for 2021, the rookie linebackers. Really good class. I love the class. I think it's going to be a very productive class. Um, and obviously, they're going to have a, a leg up on last year's class because you're going to have a normal offseason. You're probably going to have a training camp. Uh, you're probably going to have a, a regular offseason. You're going to have a rookie camp, OTAs. You're going to have preseason. Um, I'm going to try not to let any other pro days kind of hinder my hinder me. I think these are who I'm going in with, and I'm pretty confident in uh, in kind of my rankings and, and who I like. So that's it for my first 2021 mic'd up, mic'd up. This was the 2021 linebacker class. Next up, I will be discussing the safety class for 2021 for the IDP rookies. But until then, thank you again for listening, for interacting on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Wollert and at 444 again this season. So with that said, you stay classy IDP Nation. Talk to you soon. This has been a production of the Big Three Network.